It is Friday. That means it's time for another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I am Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program, Andrew Gomison. Hello, Adam. It's good to be with you again on this Friday. And today, as often I do, I would like to highlight a holiday. I really like these holiday episodes. And today we're highlighting one that I enjoy but have a little bit of limited enjoyment in some ways because I am a bachelor, and that is Valentine's Day. We're a few short days away from that, and I don't really have any Valentine's shopping to do for the aforementioned reason. And another uh, title that some of us give that day is Bachelor Awareness Day, (laughs) but it is Valentine's Day coming up, and so we thought that we would do a podcast highlighting this holiday and where it came from. And so for a little more on the history of Valentine's Day, let's go to Adam McNutt. Yes, the history of Valentine's Day, you know, Andrew, it started more than just gushy cards and bad-tasting chocolate. It goes a lot farther than that. The history of Valentine's Day, we're going to start back with the actual patron saint. It's uh, kind of shrouded in mystery, but what we do know is that February has been a long-celebrated month of romance and that St. Valentine's Day. A lot of times you don't hear that. The saint in there, you know, St. Valentine's Day. We know it uh, today contains uh, both Christian and ancient Roman tradition. But who was St. Valentine, and how did he become associated with this ancient rite, this uh, ancient practice? So the Catholic Church recognizes at least three different saints named Valentine, or uh, I believe it's Valentinus or Valentinus, one of the two. You can uh, pick that up for yourself, be creative. All of whom were martyred. And one legend contends that Valentine was a priest who served during the 3rd century in Rome. And when the emperor Claudius II decided that single men made better soldiers than those with wives and families, he outlawed marriage for young men. So (laughs) first Valentine's Day sounds a little harsh, but this is how it started. And then Valentine, realizing the injustice of the decree... Uh, defied Claudius and continued to perform marriages for young lovers in secret. And when Valentine's actions were discovered, Claudius ordered that he be put to death. So kind of how Valentine's Day started a little bit. And now fast forwarding to today, uh, you know, a lot of people, a big tradition is sending out Valentine's Valentine's Day cards, right? Or maybe if you were in school, you had those parties. Yeah, I remember back, uh, I was homeschooled for most of my academic career, but there were a couple of years where I did the whole classroom Valentine thing when I was in elementary school. So get the Valentine's Day cards with the little cheesy sayings on it or the cartoon characters. You know, we all remember that and get some, getting some uh, candy with it. Well, nowadays, from the Greeting Card Association, it's estimated that one billion Valentine's Day cards are sent each year. One billion, making Valentine's Day the second largest card sending holiday of the year, which follows up to 2.6 billion cards are sent. For Christmas, So a big practice nowadays is, you know, buying chocolates, flowers for each other and sending out cards to the ones you love. Well, and, and that number is even more impressive, I guess, may, well, maybe it's included, but it's even more impressive if you consider the fact that we're sending less mail than ever before. So that's if true. it's one billion actual cards, that's a really impressive number, especially considering that the Postal Service just raised the price of stamps recently again. That's because true. people aren't sending as much mail. But perhaps Valentine's Day, along with Christmas, is one of those exceptions. That's very true. And uh, I guess we're loving the post office this time of year, trying to keep them alive. So, 
uh, it's it's uh, it's quite the holiday. But so, I, if you love your postal worker, send a card to somebody. Yes, there you go. That is the new Valentine's Day tradition. All right. Well, thank you, Adam, for a little bit of history on the holiday. I just want to take a few moments to encourage um, those who are husbands out there um, to love their wives to. Do something special for your wife this holiday, this holiday of Valentine's Day. We shouldn't need Valentine's Day to to share um, with those that we love, but it's a good reminder. And I just want to read this passage of scripture from uh, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter five. It's a familiar passage from verse twenty-one to thirty-three. It says, "Wife, submit unto your husbands as unto the Lord." For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be unto their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hateth his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as of himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. And that's Ephesians five twenty-one to 33. And so I just want to encourage that. I know as a single man, one thing that Valentine's Day reminds me of is to constantly be preparing to be a man of the word, a man that's um, worthy to be followed and worthy to be found. I know often we think about finding the right person, but I think the emphasis for me often, especially as this day rolls around, is in being the right person and being prepared when the time does come that the Lord will provide me with a wife. So I just want to end this Valentine's Day podcast by talking about the ultimate Valentine that was sent to us over 2,000 years ago when the God of the universe, Jesus Christ, came down and sacrificed himself on the cross of Calvary after spending 33 years doing nothing but good. He was nailed to a cross. And then he rose again the third day so that he could show that he defeated sin in the grave. And it's only by accepting his personal gift to us that we can have hope of meriting heaven we're not good enough for heaven we can never be good enough for heaven but he is good enough for heaven and so above all else on this valentine's day i hope that you will accept the greatest valentine ever given the sacrifice of jesus christ on the cross for our sins and i hope that you will join the family of god god doesn't have any grandchildren He only has children, and he wants a personal relationship with each of you. If you would like more direction in that regard, you may feel free to email me at andrew at speakingforhim.com. 
That's Andrew at speakingthenumberforhim.com, and I'd be glad to talk to you in more detail about that. Well, from, from this point, just remember to have a great day, and as I always say, keep serving the best of men.